Hey everyone, welcome to A Contagious Smile. I have such a treat for you today. Thank you to everyone who sent positive thoughts and prayers and donations and hopes and checking in with us. Guess who is sitting here with a smile on her face? Hi, Faith. How are you feeling? It's going to be kind of hard for your mom not to get choked up, but you know how I am. <laughs> so this started about six weeks ago. We were just cutting up, having dinner, having dinner, having a good time. Like always, you and dad playfully bantering, having your little play in time where y'all just do jokes and cut up with each other like always. And several hours later, you just tell me you need to go to the emergency room. And <clears throat> little did I know that not even a couple hours after that, I was going to be told that you probably weren't going to make it to morning. And that is one of the scariest things that no parent ever, ever wants to hear about their child or children. But yet again, as always, you prove them wrong. And during the almost two weeks that they had you in a sleepy state, and during the whole stay, you had how many procedures and surgeries during that time? Four, four times. No, that's total in your life, like during this hospitalization. Uh, 14 or 15. 14 or 15. And you rocked it like a rock star. You scared your mom and dad, that's for sure. But not for one minute did we ever think you wouldn't come home with us. Not for one minute. Well, I am a fighter. Yeah, you are one hell of a fighter. You are my inspiration. I yes, you are. And you are my inspiration. And whenever someone told me you couldn't, I said, watch out, because you don't know this kid. You've had so many people praying for you and thinking about you and checking on you. Is there anything you want to say to them? Thank you for your thoughts and prayers. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people have been helping so dad could stay because dad stayed with us there for the first two weeks <clears throat> and then he had to go back to work and right right but then he had to go back to work after that and then he would come up once during the week and then he'd stay for the weekend but you went through a lot. You had multi-organ failure. You had so many pokes and prods and lines and catheters and IVs and things like that. And now, well, I look at you now and you're sitting here as beautiful as ever, if not more. You have a Broviac, which is a type of a central line that you're receiving TPN and lipids. It's a more permanent IV, but yes. It means they don't have to change it. It won't hurt. It's coming out. It comes out. But that's where we hook up your TPN and lipids every day. And you're on it as of this moment for 18 hours a day. And I know you can't stand it. Um, at one point... Yeah, but I like your feisty side. 
Not a not that fun. You know, talk about the hospital time. Well, let's talk for a minute about they thought when you went into multi-organ failure that, well, first your lung collapsed and they had to put in a chest tube and you were on dialysis because your kidneys were failing and then your liver was failing. And they said that you'd be on dialysis and we would probably have to be transferred to another hospital and go on permanent dialysis. And then we'd have to go to um, a dialysis center three times a week. That ugly green machine, we called it. (laughs) But you went yesterday to the nephrologist, who is awesome, by the way. He's an awesome, awesome doctor. And we got some amazing news. And you found out some information about your mom that the look you gave me when you heard was kind of priceless. Do you want to share? Oh, yeah. I woke up. I don't have to ask finally took the whole information thing out. Not, what, not 30-45 minutes after I got out, I was finally breathing on my own. I have to go back into another operation. And I came out this time with the internet again. Right, so they had you. In the real end. They had you on the ventilator. Why? And they told you that you were ready to come off of it. And then 30 minutes later, they said you had to go in for another emergency surgery. And they promised you that you wouldn't come back with the vent. And they weren't so truthful on that because you came back with the vent and you were fired up a couple of days. So, what awesome news did you learn at the neurolo- uh, nephrologist yesterday at the doctor? That was so awesome. Well, your numbers are getting so much better and that you're not going to need dialysis, which is amazing and so exciting. But you learned that your mom told the doctor something before he could finish the first sentence ever about your kidneys failing. What was that that you thought was hilarious? I told him to go book me an OR somewhere and take out my kidney right then. He didn't even finish telling me what was going on. I was like, let's go. And he was like, well, it's something down the road. And I was like, no, that's something we could do right now. And we didn't even know how serious it was. But when I heard you were in kidney failure and we're going to need permanent dialysis, I was just like, so that means a transplant. And I was like, let's go right now, right now. Let's bypass all the rest and just give her mine. And while you're in there, whatever else you need to just scoop it up and give it to her. And the look you gave me. Why did I get that look? Why? No. What do you mean, no? I love you, but no. What? Yeah, listen to my offer for the whole hand. Where do you think you get it from? And I'm listening to your offer for that. Well, you were asleep, so you wouldn't have known, first of all. Yeah, but you know that if I can't see if I'm not, I won't pick up that anyway. Yeah, but who do you think would have won that one? Because you would have already had it? Well, here's the thing is that you suffer from something called medical PTSD. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. It is severe. And no matter how many times we told certain people not to say certain trigger words, they said them anyway. Some of them didn't. Some of them were fantastic. Others, not so much. Plus, uh, oh my God, I hold a whole iron focus At one point, I had an iron in my right arm, right? Yes. One of the nurses came in 
and got me in my lap. You had an art line, right? And then you had, um, you had an IV, and you had a catheter. vial. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pain in my leg. IV in my leg. Neck and arm. Both legs. With all of it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Both legs. I don't remember why. No, you had uh, central uh, catheters in both sides of your groin. And the chest tube. I hate like But you overcame all this. What advice can you give others that are going through something similar or maybe in the future? Because... You are amazing, and you know everywhere we go, anywhere, people know you. And I know you don't want to be famous, which is amazing. You want to help other people, and you do. You help so many people. What can you tell them when they gave you such a small chance and you were like, get out of my way and watch me? And you did. And I never doubted you for a minute because I know you, and you're going to fight, 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 and I wasn't going to let you just give up. Neither was your dad. But- what advice can you give? Never stop giving up. Never stop giving up? Even if you're barely alive, always find a way to keep fighting. And find a way to stay alive. Because you really compare to What is out there to live for for you? For me? Listen. My family. My passion. And helping others. Your three things that you live for is your family, your passions, and helping others. And what are your passions? Art, poetry, writing. Your drawings are gorgeous. We put your drawings all over your rooms. Yeah. And everybody talked about how gorgeous they are. Everybody. You could have a hope that look good. Yeah. I also like to play the drums. You did do the drums, and you did amazing. Okay, I might have mashed up the song. You did. It was amazing. What is amazing? How did I get so lucky to have you? That's a long time in my life. I got lucky to have you. No, you're my inspiration. You're my drive. You're my rock. You're my strength. Now, everybody knows you and dad, and y'all play pranks on each other, so I have to tell them. Oh, well, which one? Which one? So, we were getting ready to leave, and... Okay, so dad had planned this prank for when we got home, where her room... She's not a Barbie fan. I... She uh, actually hates Barbie uh, and uh, hates that color pink. So dad decided no, to. Yeah. So dad decided to take tissue paper of like the 1980s neon Pepto-Bismol threw up color pink and plaster her room from floor to ceiling all the way around. And. Faith had just painted her room with her heart with her artistic style, maybe a couple weeks prior to going into the hospital, and it was a gorgeous, gorgeous purple. And, and I look at one side of my wall is from top to bottom, my wall. Yes, and 
when you go into a room, not only does it look like Pepto-Bismol just decided to throw up all over all the walls, there was probably 50, 75, something like that, bright neon pink balloons blown up. And he had Barbie all over her room, including a bedspread. So she says when she comes home and sees this, what? She says, this isn't bad for an amateur, but when you're ready to play in the big leagues like I am, you let me know. So the timing of that was perfect because she pulled off one even better. She got the nurses involved. She had everybody on the floor involved. When we were getting ready to go home, she had one of the nurses come in and say, we're not able to let you go today. We have to do labs at four in the morning and you're not going to be able to go home. And playing the part perfectly, Faith goes into a teenage rampage. Michael decides to go down the hall demanding to get a hold of somebody who could make that change because we were ready to go. and We were told we were leaving and we had already been told this on a few other occasions on other days and then also been told we couldn't leave. Like I say that person who will make a change was a lot responsible for the event a second time. Right. So Faith pitches a fit. Then she starts crying because she's laughing so hard. But he thinks she's crying because she can't go home. And then she says, Dad, can I have some water? So, of course, he goes and gets her some water and comes back. And then she says, I need a dad hug. And this has now gone on for a good solid five minutes. So he leans over to give her. Yeah. He leans over to give her a hug. And she says. Gotcha. I mean, come on. That's absolute brilliance. And he was like, what? What do you mean got me? What? You pranked me? And everybody was in on it. And it was just hilarious. It was well done. Very, very well done. But I think that maybe when you're feeling a little bit better, maybe you want to like give some other advice on how kids can make things better and fight harder to get through the times that they're going through. Do you something you could think about doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know you're tired, but I want to thank you for being here with us. And telling everybody hi. Boy. I love you. I love you more than for my heart. Talk to you later on here, huh? And tell everybody bye.